Good morning, everybody. Everybody at home, everybody that's here. I just feel so excited. Number one, to be alive. Number two, to know the Lord. Anyone that knows the Lord, you should be excited. We are the most blessed people in the earth that we know the Lord, that we are not without hope in this world. I'd never, ever forget. I never forget the times of that loss that I used to feel inside of me. I was just lost. I was just lost, didn't know what life was about, didn't know if I had a purpose, didn't understand the meaning of life. I saw um, a young man yesterday in the park and he must have been about 17 and I just asked him about, does he believe in God, about his life? And he said, yeah, I do, I do believe in God. Um, but he didn't believe that he had a purpose. He didn't believe that um, God was real to the extent of, you know, impacting his life. And I told him that God's got a plan for him and that God's got a purpose. And I just love to do that with people. So then, and then I, as they go away, I say, Lord, just let that echo through their lives. Let them dream about that. Let them think about that all the time. So you don't have to be a great preacher to go and tell someone about the Lord. People that are path, um, crossing your pathway throughout the day, people that are in your uh, workplaces, people that are in your schools and colleges, you can just mention the Lord. You can just tell them that God has a plan for them and God can take that little seed and he can make it into something great, something big. So it's great to be with you today, all of you. I'm going to bring a message today called the impossible made possible. And the reason that I'm bringing this message is because last week I was just woken up early by the Lord and I just had this hunger inside of me to go and read Matthew 5, really commonly known as um, the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. Just for me, I just wanted to do that for me, not to get um, the word of God for a sermon or a message. I just had a hunger. I just thought, oh, I haven't read the Sermon on the Mount for so long. And I just felt compelled. It was really early in the morning and I went into um, our study stroke prayer room and I just opened the Bible and started reading from Matthew 5. And then as I was reading it, the Lord started talking to me about a message. And I I I said to the Lord, "I I didn't come before you today for a message. I just want to glean from the beauty of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, And he said, well, I've got some things to show you about the Word and the Spirit coming together in this sermon that I preached but also this is what you're preaching in WCC the spirit and the word coming together and I want to expand it even more so I'm going to just go straight in and I'm going to um, read from Matthew 5 so I'm going to read Matthew 5 and verses 1 to 12 the word of God is where the authority is the word of God is what's got the authority it's what's got the life the deliverance that we need Never underestimate the power of the Word of God. It's in the Word that we must be delving into, trusting in, and walking through and gleaning from. Hallelujah. So, Lord, open up your Word to us today, we pray. Open up the Gospel, this Gospel that is full of possibilities for our lives to be delivered, set free. For those that are watching that are not Christians, they don't know you, Lord, they don't feel they've got purpose, I also pray for those people that are listening that they may hear your words, Lord God, through the words that I speak. I thank you that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for you have anointed me to preach this beautiful gospel, Lord. You have anointed me to be at my post and to do the will of my Father. Just like Jesus said, every Christian, I pray that that is your heart's desire, 
that you will do the will of the Father in Jesus' name. So let's read Matthew 5 from verses 1 to 12. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. One day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and he sat down. His disciples gathered around him and he began to teach them. Jesus is still teaching you today. Jesus is still the teacher by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 3, God blesses those who are poor and realise their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Verse 8, God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those whose work, who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Verse 11, God blesses you when people mock you, persecute you, lie about you, say all sorts of evil things against you because you're Jesus' followers. Verse 12, be happy about this. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. As soon as I got to verse 12 when it said, be happy about this, I was like, this is impossible. You are preaching something that's impossible for people to do. Who's going to be happy about being lied about, persecuted? Who's going to do that? And then I realised Jesus was talking to people at that time They weren't born again. They didn't have the spirit living in them. Jesus had the spirit in him without measure. These were people that were God's disciples, that he was teaching and training. But don't forget, he said, don't go and do the work until you get the spirit. Why am I saying all this? Because it was through reading this that the Holy Spirit said to me, when Jesus made the declarations on that that mountaintop, as, as it's called the Sermon on the Mount, when the Lord was making those declarations... He is the Word. He was the Word. He is the Word. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus was the living Word, bringing the Word to them. So he was bringing the Word to them. And then, if you look through it really slowly, God says something. God says, God blesses, God blesses, God blesses. And then he says, "For then you will receive. Then this will happen. Then that will happen. And the Lord was telling me that when he gives his Word you can stand on it but in order for it to be fulfilled you need the spirit that's what you need the word and the spirit Jesus was declaring things to them that seemed impossible how was that possible how is it possible to live because they was under Roman rule they was they was just so burdened down they were persecuted how was it possible for him to preach this sermon that's just the beginning of it if you go on and it talks about not worrying and prayer and so many different things But you need the spirit and the word. Jesus gave them the word, but the spirit hadn't been given yet for them to fulfill it. And today I want to bring that reality to you. Jesus has given you prophetic words about your own personal life. Jesus has given you instruction from the word of God. And we take that word and we say, yeah, great. But sometimes we look at it and think that's impossible. Some of you have had death sentences over your life, your health. You're going to die. You've got X amount of time to live. We've even recently been praying with somebody that had a death sentence and we fasted and we prayed and we've sought the Lord and that death sentence has been removed and life has come. 
because the word of God went forth, but then the spirit of God joined in with that. And then power comes. The authority of the believer and the power of the believer, it's two. It's the power and it's the authority. It's the spirit and it's the word together. The impossible situations in your life can become possible because of this glorious gospel. The kingdom of darkness is where there's all impossibilities, where there's anarchy, where there's fear, where there's hatred, where there's violence, where there's um, just wars and rumours of wars and people coming against people. Over the weekend, me and Verena had a really good conversation about, you know, the... The, the devastation that's in so many countries, the way people are living under war. And why is it like this? Why is it? And we had a conversation and I said, you know what? I was reading through Genesis and I saw that the first two children that were born to a man and a woman, which was Cain and Abel. So obviously Adam and Eve were made by God, then Cain and Abel was the first people born from a body. That spirit of murder entered in from them two people. Them two people was on the earth. There wasn't wars, there wasn't um, family tensions, there wasn't um, all of this um, unrest in the Middle East, there wasn't this nation against that nation. The spirit of murder was in the earth because of Satan. And that spirit of murder came upon that brother and he yielded to it and he killed his brother. When there was only there was only two human beings that had come from Adam and Eve. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that for you to realise there is a kingdom of darkness that came about from the, from the garden. We are in a war and we need all of the armory God has given us. We need the power of the word and we need the power of the spirit. In Genesis 1, right at the beginning, there was chaos in the world. It was without void. And God spoke and then the spirit came and brought to pass what God had said. It's the same today. What has God spoken to you about your life? What has he told you? What has he promised you? Are you taking that promise and saying, okay, yeah, I received that promise, just like they did when they were sitting, um, listening to Jesus and the Sermon on the Mount. They took the promise, the word, but they didn't have power for the rest of it to be fulfilled because the spirit was needed. What are you doing with the promises of God in your life? The promises that God has given you about your um, future, about your families, about your education, about um, the way you're living life about your parenting. God's given you promises, but are you taking it further? Are you then taking those promises and saying to the Spirit, Spirit, I need you to join in with that word that I'm standing on. Hallelujah. Impossible situations can be made possible. Jesus said in his word, he said, I I am full of light and I've made you light. You are children of light. When Jesus walked this earth, he said, the words I speak are spirit and they are life. So the word was flesh, made flesh. And then he said, now when I'm speaking as the word, when I speak, those words are now becoming spirit. Why am I saying that again? The word, Jesus, he was speaking, just like when we read the written words. He said, when I speak a word, it then becomes spirit. So it becomes something else. So you've got the word, you've got the spirit. Why am I saying that? Because in Romans, if you read Romans 14, you'll see that the kingdom of God, most of us should know this and can just um, say it verbatim. The kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom is in the spirit. The kingdom of God is inside the Holy Spirit. 
what God shows you, what God tells you about your life from the word of God, you have to mix it with the spirit. You cannot do it aside from the spirit. You need the spirit and the word coming together. You need to be able to access the spirit and the word together in order to get the fullness of the kingdom. You cannot be walking, living and receive all of the attributes, all of the blessing of the kingdom of God without both the word and the spirit. You can't, you need both. You need the word and you need the spirit coming together in your life. Jesus is the written word. And he was speaking, when he was speaking about this um, sermon to the people of the day, they were people that lived by the law. They lived by the written word, head knowledge. It was a lot of head knowledge, rules and regulations. Their hearts had not been redeemed. Their hearts had not been changed. The spirit had not been given yet inside of a human body to change the heart. Jesus said there was coming a time My spirit is going to be given to you. I'm here now and I'm telling you what I'm telling you. But there's coming a time that you're going to have the same spirit that I've got in me now. This is our reality or it should be. When you see, read the word of God, meditate on it. Yes, it's there for you. But there's more than just the written word. There is the spirit of God, the author of that word that then comes on behalf of Jesus to enable the impossible situations in your life become possible conversion for instance when you when you when you got born again those of you that are born again if you're listening now and you don't know what that term means it means we were were given an opportunity by Jesus to have a new life and that new life was given to us when someone told us about the Lord that we can accept him as our Lord and Saviour and when we did something supernatural unseen happened to us inside of us And God took away our stony heart, our heart of rebellion, our heart of flesh against God, against his kingdom. And he put inside of us instantly his spirit and we become new. And some people have um, an instant reaction to that that's really uh, mild or they don't really seem like nothing's happened. Others feel like they are just floating on air. They're on cloud nine. Their lives are never the same again. They look at the trees and the birds. They look at people. It's not about the feeling. It's about faith. This is a walk of faith. As you're walking this walk of faith, do it by the word and do it by the spirit coming together. To access the fullness of the kingdom of God We have to be inside of the Holy Spirit. Again, I'll tell you, Jesus said in John 6, the words he speaks are spirit and they are life. He's the word, but when he speaks, that means when he comes into your life through the written word, when he appears, when he comes to you and he gives you a word through a text, through you reading, someone encouraging you, someone prophesying over you, when that word comes to you, you then, your responsibility is then to say, Wow, thank you for that word, Jesus. Spirit of God, come now. Come in your power to let that word of God come to pass in my life. This is the word and the spirit coming together. The impossible made possible in our lives. The word of God is timeless. It's relevant. It's been relevant to every decade, in every decade, to every generation. It's relevant. Some people think, oh, well, I want to hear preaching on um, this particular topic, that particular topic. That I'm just letting you know. 
There is many, many opportunities now for you to just go on your phone and you can get teachings on many different things. But never forget, the timeless gospel never changes. The gospel of the impossible being made possible will never change. That the God of creation can take a wicked, depraved life of a person and give them a new life. That God took your life. Look at your life. Look where you are. Look how you live. Look what you've obtained because you've been in the kingdom of God for the amount of time you have. Look how God has blessed your family. Look how God just sets up things for you, prospers you, gives you opportunity. The small things and the, and the middle-sized things and the great things. God is always pursuing you with blessing. He's always sending his word and he's always sending his spirit. Now it's time, people, for you to intentionally, on purpose, wake up every day and say, I want to know the fullness of the word and the spirit coming together. I'm not just a word person. I'm not just a spirit person. I am a word and spirit person. I am a representative, an ambassador of the living Christ. And when he was here in the flesh, he said, do not do anything until you get the spirit. He was the living word. Incarnate, he was the word made flesh. And he said, don't do anything without the spirit. Don't do anything without the power of the spirit. Let the power of the Spirit come into your circumstances. Whatever you are in need of, whatever is challenging your life, the things that you see in your family, the things that you see in your colleagues, the things that you see in your, in your school or in your uni, the things that are appalling to you. A lot of Christians say, well, you know, what can I do? You can get the Word of God. Take the Word of God and take it to the Spirit and say, Spirit, can me and you now Stand on that word together and can your power just come so that the word can be made flesh in that situation. Hallelujah. The gospel, this gospel is the gospel of the impossible being made possible. The possibilities are limitless. God can do anything. God can do anything. It doesn't matter what people say, even what you say. The God of the universe He's not sleeping, he's not on lockdown, he cannot be um, detained, he cannot be put in prison. This gospel can never, ever change and it can never be stopped. It is the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. I want to read another scripture in Matthew 6 and verses 33 to 34. It says, above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. So that's Matthew 6 and verse 33 to 34. Above all, constantly, let this be constant in your life. Seek God's kingdom. What is God's kingdom? I just shared that with you. The kingdom of God, you see it in Romans. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Constantly seek this kingdom and his righteousness. What's God's righteousness? God's righteousness is his power to make people right with him. You are right with God because of what Christ did. You're not right with God because of anything that you can do. You are right with God because of what Christ did for you by the power of the blood that he shed. When you do this, it says all these less things. Some people right now listening to me in this room and at home, and we'll listen to it in seven years' time, five months' time, tonight, next week. You are seeking the things of this world and you are putting so much of your energy, you're putting so much of your time into it. And the Lord says, this is the answer to that. These lesser things that you're giving your life over to, I will just give them to you abundantly. 
if you do things right, around the right, right way, not the wrong way. Don't seek the things and leave the, the first things first and leave it last. No, seek first the kingdom. Let God's kingdom be the thing you constantly seek first. And these little things that you have made so big that you're seeking and going after, God will give you an abundance. No problem. That's how I read it. No problem. This is, what I, this is how God talks to me. Kelly, do the things that are right. Seek me first. All the other things, don't sweat it. I'll take care of it. This is my God. Is this your God? The word and the spirit comes together in my life. I see the reality of it in my daily life. Hallelujah. Verse 34, listen to this. Refuse. This word says refuse. I'm sure you know what that means. Refuse. You refuse. This is your part. Refuse to worry about tomorrow. You refuse to worry about tomorrow. If you are a person who your main source of information is coming from social media, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, if it's coming into your life constantly, that's your biggest source of information when you wake up all throughout the day and you you battle with um, anxiety, uh, fear, you're not sure what's happening, that's your fault. Yeah, that's your fault. It's not God's fault. You can't keep saying, oh, get, get, let's get the prayer group to pray for me. I'm so anxious. Hold on a minute. Let me just check my social media. Oh, my God. They think I don't look like this. They think I do look like this. Oh, no, that's your responsibility. What are you feeding yourself with? Don't feed yourself with things that are causing you anxiety. Don't feed yourself with lies. Don't feed yourself with things that are crippling you and terrifying you. Feed yourself with the word of truth. Hallelujah. I'm going to read it again. Verse 34. Refuse. You refuse. Refuse to worry about tomorrow. Refuse. Today is sufficient. We've got enough things on going on right now in today. Refuse to worry about tomorrow. Deal with each challenge that comes your way. One day at a time, people. God pleads with us. He says one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. So you take this word and you say to the spirit, you be truthful saying, I find this hard. I am anxious, Lord. I don't know what to do. I find everything that's going on. I don't know what's happening with my job, my finances, my kids. Look at them. They're just a mess. I don't know what's happening. I want a husband. I want a wife. I don't know what to do. You take God's word to him like that. And then you say, Holy Spirit, can you make this truth to me now? I want to take you at your word. I don't want to worry. I don't want to live in today. I want to trust you today because this is what your word says. I'm going to read it again. So above all, constantly, this is your responsibility, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then as you do that, something happens. All the lesser things, they will be given to you abundantly. Not they will just be given to you. They will be given to you in abundance. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. One day at a time. Some people are already in next month, three months from now, worrying, cares. Oh my gosh, I can't believe what am I going to do? You might not even live that long. We might be raptured, we might be taken. Yeah? Live in the fullness of today. The possibility of the impossible becoming possible is in today. There is beauty around you. There is provision around you. There is life around you that you're missing out on because you're allowing the cares of this world into today and then robbing you of tomorrow. Have a cycle of life, getting up every day. Holy Spirit, you wake up. We're human. When you, as soon as you open your eyes, we get attacked straight away. You could not even put your foot outside of the bed. You're attacked by the enemy in the way of thinking. You've got to stand your ground. You've got to decide, no. 
I am a child of the living God. I welcome today. I give you permission, access today for the word and the spirit to become everything to me today. Get up and live your life in fullness and in trusting the Lord. God has made this very, very simple. Trust me, you're going to be all right. That, uh, to me, that's how I live. That's very simple. It doesn't mean that God has called you out of darkness for you to be happy. Just letting you know that. God didn't call you. He hasn't called you so you can be happy. That isn't God's goal for you to just live in happiness. God called you out of darkness so that you could be equipped in the kingdom to extend the kingdom, to bring others in and to live a life that, is an, that you stand upright, shoulder to shoulder with other people of the faith and you battle and you do what you need to do while you're on the earth. You're going to have eternity to sit down with your feet up, your cup of tea. Yeah? That, save that for eternity. God didn't promise that we're going to have a happy life. Nothing's going to go wrong. We are called to be who God has created us to be, who has called us to be individually. You've all got a call on your life. You've all got a purpose that you're supposed to be fulfilling. Stop trying to fulfill it with the meaningless, um, trivial things of this life. God has called you. Listen to his call, what he's saying to you. Hallelujah. Wow, the time's gone on. Okay, so I just want to say um, a couple of things that God has asked me to say about restoration. Um, And I'm just going to decree some things over you about the restoration of God. God wants to reset some of you. Some of you sitting here now, some of you at home. What do I mean? Reset, just like when you've, you know, you've got a broken leg and you go, you go to A&E and they set it. They put it in place and they put the plaster around it. So it's reset. Some of you are out, the alignment of your life is out. God wants to reset you spiritually, emotionally. God wants to reset your finances, your, um, your relationship with yourself. Let's just get this right, people, yeah? God is interested in your relationship with you before he's interested in your relationship with anyone else. He wants to reset your relationship with yourself. Do you despise yourself? Are you a taskmaster to yourself? Are you emotionally kind to yourself? How do you treat you? God wants to reset a few things. Can you just all stand to your feet? I'm just going to make some um, declarations. Hallelujah. The word and the spirit coming together. The impossible becoming possible in your life, in my life. Hallelujah. This is what God is after today. He wants to reset some things in your life. So I'm going to pray. You can put your hand on your heart, lift your hands, whatever you want to do, but receive. Those of you that are at home, maybe you're listening and you don't know the Lord, you're not a Christian. God wants you to come into the family of God today. What does that mean? God wants you to open up your heart. You've given enough enough other things uh, a chance, yeah? You've been on cocaine, you've been on heroin, you've done done womanising, you've not taken care of your children, you've done so many things, but the Lord is saying, today is your day. Son, daughter, come into my kingdom. Open your heart to me today. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I just want to decree and declare the restoration that you told me to release here today. So in the name of Jesus, those of you that are broken and need resetting in your mind, I release a restoration spirit upon you right now. Those of you that are broken, have no joy, you are downtrodden, you feel hopeless. I release a spirit of joy into you. Those of you that have lost your love for God, you're just going through the motions. I release that spirit of God and the word of God to return to your first love. Those of you that have got broken dreams, oh, that are so hurt, you're blaming God. 
God says, just repent, repent, repent these dreams. The seed that went into the ground and died, I'm breathing my resurrection power on it. That will live again. The dreams I've given you will live again, says the Lord. They will live again. Those of you that have got trouble in your marriages, your marriages are broken or your marriages are just dead. God said, am I not the one who raises the dead? Whatever is death in your life, I am bringing my resurrection power in the inside of your marriages right now. Those of you that have got friendships that are really broken and that you want them restored, God is saying, first and foremost, be a friend to yourself. He's restoring a friendship and reconciling you back to yourself, back to him and then back to others. He wants to do a resurrection work inside of you, resurrecting that love that you once had for yourself and then you can become friends to others. Some of you have lost your fire. You've lost your fire. I want to release the fire of God, the fire of the Holy Spirit upon you, that your heart will again just come alive with the fire and the passion to love again, to warfare again, to trust again, to stand at your post again, to war again on behalf of the King of glory. Hallelujah. Some of you in your personal revival, there's no revival inside of you, in your head, in your heart. Personal revival, receive it now in the name of Jesus. Generosity, God wants to restore the generosity you once had. You once had generosity of heart, of mind, of finances, of time, but now it's closed up and you're just keeping it to yourself. God is saying, give away your time again. Give away what I've given you, says the Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hope, those who are hopeless, receive hope from the God of all hope today. Restoration in hope for you today in the name of Jesus. Finances, those that are feeling crippled financially right now in the name of Jesus. God wants to restore what has been stolen from you. If you're not tithing, God wants you to tithe in the name of Jesus. He doesn't need your money. You need to be doing it for the blessing because the enemy comes in to rob and to steal and to cause harassment in your finances. So Father, in the name of Jesus over everything that has been proclaimed and said. May your people here at home that will listen to this later, may you receive the blessing of the God of the impossible, making things possible in your life as the word and the spirit comes together in a new way in your life. And may you walk in revelation. I want to release this over every one of you. May you walk in revelation all the days of your life. May your children walk in revelation. May your descendants and their descendants always know the Lord. May you give over to them their legacy, their inheritance before you even die. Give it to them every day in your decrees and in your prayers that God may be glorified in and through your lineage to the glory of God the Father in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week. And God bless.